Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. A special thanks to all of you who have taken my advice and downloaded the Simple Habit app with its hundreds of free guided meditations. I'm sure that you are finding it a valuable addition to your self-development toolbox. If you haven't downloaded the app yet, there is no time like the present. Simple Habit has guided meditations to help you navigate difficult situations, achieve greater mindfulness, get a better night's sleep, and more. If you have already downloaded the app and are ready to unlock thousands of more guided meditations, there is also no time like the present. Because Simple Habit is offering their premium subscription at a 30% discount to the first 50 of our listeners who sign up at simplehabit.com slash living. With your premium account, you'll always have new meditations available to you, delivered by different meditation experts. With over 65,000 five-star reviews, Simple Habit is a powerful way to build positive habits. Go to simplehabit.com slash living to take advantage of your special discount. Today's reading was edited and adapted from How to Get What You Want by Orison Sweat Martin, published in 1917. You are victory organized. You were born to conquer, to play a magnificent part in life's great game. But you can never do anything great or grand until you have such a conviction of yourself and your ability. We establish relations with our desires, with whatever is dominant in our minds, with the things we long for with all our hearts. We tend to realize these things in proportion to the persistency and intensity of our longings and our intelligent efforts to realize them. Stop thinking trouble if you want to attract its opposite. Stop thinking poverty if you wish to attract plenty. Refuse to have anything to do with the things you fear, the things you do not want. A piece of magnetized steel will attract only the products of iron ore. It has no affinity for wood, copper, rubber, or any other substance that has not iron in it. When you were a child, you found that your little steel magnet would pick up a needle, but not a match or a toothpick. It would draw to itself only those things like itself. Men and women are human magnets. Just as a steel magnet drawn through a pile of rubbish will pull out only the things which have an affinity for it, so we are constantly drawing to us the things and the people that respond to our thoughts and ideals. Our environment, our associates, our general condition are the result of our mental attraction. These things have come to us because we have concentrated upon them, have related ourselves to them mentally. They are our affinities, 
and will remain with us as long as the affinity for them continues to exist in our minds. When Clifford Crawford, the Scottish actor, started on his career in America, he played in one-week performances in small towns and cities. One night he was told by a prominent member of the company that his work wasn't much good, that he would never be successful and had better go back home to Scotland. Notwithstanding this discouraging but well-meant criticism and advice, young Crawford remained in America, continued in his profession, and in a comparatively short time became a Broadway star. Clinton Crawford won out because he related himself mentally to the thing he wanted, because he listened to the voice in his own soul rather than to the pessimistic predictions of outside voices. Why has the heart restless yearnings for heights and steps untrodden? Some call it the voice of longing, and others the voice of God. That's something within you which longs to be brought out, to be expressed, is the voice of God calling to you. Don't disregard it. Don't be afraid of your longings. There is divinity in them. Don't try to strangle them because you think they are much too extravagant, too utopian. The Creator is not giving you a longing to do that which you have no ability to do. One reason why the lives of many of us are so narrow and pinched, small and commonplace, is because we are afraid to pursue our desires, our longings, afraid to visualize them. We become so accustomed to putting our confidence only in the things that we see on the physical plane, in the material that is real to the senses, that it is very difficult for us to realize that the capital power, the force that does things, resides in the mind. Instead of believing in our possession of the things we desire, we believe in our limitations, in our restrictions. We demagnetize ourselves by wrong thinking and lack of faith. We see only the obstacles in our path and forget that the individual, working with God, is greater than any obstacle that can oppose itself to our will. Benjamin Disraeli knew this when he said, You are not a creature of circumstances. Circumstances are a creature of you. He demonstrated this truth in his own life. Foreign in race and creed, with other circumstances apparently dead set against him at the start, the resolute young Jewish man overcame all obstacles and reached the goal of his ideal. He became Prime Minister of England, and was made Earl of Beaconsfield by his sovereign, Queen Victoria. James Russell Lowell did not utter a mere airy poetic idea when he said, The thing we long for, that we are, for one transcendent moment. He spoke but a simple truth. The poet is always the prophet. They go ahead of the scientist, 
and point the way that leads upward to the ideal. Like faith, the poet knows and sees far in advance of the senses, knows that the vision of our exalted moments is the model given us to make real on the material plane. The people who have climbed up in the world have seen themselves climbing, have pictured themselves actually in the position they long to be in. They have climbed up mentally first. They have kept the vision of themselves as ever climbing to higher and higher things. They have continually affirmed their ability to climb, to grow up to their ideal. If we ever hope to make our dreams come true, we must do as they did. We must actually live in the conscious realization of our ideal. This is the entering wedge which will split the difficulties ahead of us, which will open the doors which shut us from our own. If you are discouraged by repeated failures and disappointments, suffering the pangs of thwarted ambition, if you are not doing the thing you long to do, if life is not yielding the satisfaction, the success and joy of happy service, if your plans do not prosper, if you are hampered by poverty in a narrow, crude, uncongenial environment, there is something wrong, not with the world, but with yourself. You are not thinking right. You are not visualizing yourself as you long to be. We are, every one of us, both ourselves and our environment, true pictures of what we have thought, believed and done in the past. Every moment of our lives we are experiencing the result of thoughts, the outward things that have been acting on us, shaping the conditions in which we live, are chiefly the fruits of our own motives, thoughts and acts. How often do we hear it said of some person, everything they undertake succeeds, or everything they touch turns to gold? Why? Because that person is constantly picturing to themselves the success of their undertakings, and they are backing up their vision by their efforts. By clinging to their vision, by vigorous resolution and persistent determined endeavor, they are continually making themselves a powerful magnet to draw to them their own. Consciously or unconsciously, they are using the divine intelligence or force by which every human being may mold themselves and their environment according to the pattern in their mind. Why don't you use your divine power to make yourself what you long to be? Why don't you cling to the vision of yourself, which you see in your highest moment, and resolve to make that vision a reality? By persistent right thinking, backed up by the steady exercise of your will, you can, if you desire, Remake yourself in your environment. Since we came for one transcendent moment, be the thing we long for, 
you and I and every human being can make that transcendent or highest moment permanent. It is purely a matter of right thinking. Every time we visualize the thing we long for, every time we see ourselves in imagination in the position we long to fill, we are forming a habit which will tend to make our highest moments permanent, to bring our vision out of the ideal into the actual. If people only knew the possibilities which center in the highest development of their visualizing powers, it would revolutionize their lives. There once was a time when most of America between Omaha and the Rocky Mountains was a vast barren desert, and it looked as though it would always be absolutely worthless. When it was suggested in Congress that the government assist in building a railroad across this desert from the Missouri River to the Pacific Slope, many people laughed at the idea. They said that such an undertaking would be a wicked waste of public money, and suggested the importation of camels for the purpose of carrying the United States mail across the western desert. But the vision seen by those who conceived the Union Pacific Railroad was no idle dream. It was a foreshadowing of the reality. Before even a single rail had been laid, these visionaries saw great thriving cities, vast populations, and millions of fertile farms springing up like magic, where the people without a vision of its possibilities saw nothing but desert plains, sagebrush, and coyotes. It was the people who were not limited by appearances, by what their senses told them, who transformed the desert into a thing of beauty, an untold wealth. Human beings are like this arid desert, packed with marvelous possibilities, which are just waiting for that which will arouse their latent forces and make the seeds of those wonderful possibilities blossom into beauty and power. What we need is a firm belief in the vision of ourselves, which we see in the moment of our highest inspiration. As soon as we feel the touch of the awakening, arousing, energizing power of an unalterable faith in our own divinity, in our ability to be the thing we long for, our lives will blossom into beauty and grandeur. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. Get your own private feed to our podcast with full transcripts delivered right to your smartphone by becoming our patron today. It costs less than a cup of coffee a month and will ensure the production of our podcast for years to come. Visit livinghour.org slash patron. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking with you next time.